Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. In your wildest dreams, did you ever think anybody no. would ever describe me as a lady? Nope. <laughs> I can't hear Vani at all in my ears. Because I'm crunching. Oh, you, oh. Oh, well, don't say funny shit when your mic's not on. Mine is... Gaelic and it means Mary M-E-R-R-Y You know though, now we've actually met you I would say that Mary is an appropriate description for you because in the book The Hobbit Mary Mary was about as tall as you <laughs> Bitch <laughs> And I think that um, Mary had red hair also <laughs> So, and a little troublemaker. I'm not, so a, just, I so am not a troublemaker. I am innocent. Until proven guilty. Uh-huh. I just am a control freak, not a troublemaker. Very different. Veronica means she who brings victory. Okay, now i got to look Megan Hoo-wah. up. <laughs> and if you could only see the raised fist on this girl, you would run away. <laughs> run away. Lady. What the fuck is that about? Did they not even know me when they named me? No. Lady. It was popular in medieval times. Veronica was? Because there was a Saint Veronica and Veil of Veronica. Veronica. Because, you know, Veronica was the person who watched, washed Jesus' feet. No. Was, was it? Don't roll your eyes at me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, it wasn't Veronica. Look that up. Okay, so here's something crazy that I didn't know. Thank you, Googles. Feet and bring victory. That's what I did. <laughs> there you go. Martha washed Jesus's feet. Oh, oh. great. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Now Ver- I'm the foot washer. Megan also Listen, means shield. I'm not a foot washing kind of girl. <laughs> Come on now. No one's giving me credit for the shield. I don't shield. even wash my husband's feet. Oh, I so, like the version that we so have. So you're this. the shield and I bring victory. Together we can win wars. We can win this, yeah. It's a, Megan is Hebrew word translated in the Bible as shield, buckler, armed defense and rulers damn we are some powerful oh that's just you two i'm a foot washer i like <laughs> that I'm definition Mary. better and you're a hobbit <laughs> is it time for a second breakfast yet i'm all about some second breakfast I was like saying, too. in case you're wondering who these strange voices are shona g's in the house it's my birthday it's it's shona geddon oh we also had special appearance by phoenix oh yes phoenix <laughs> let's not forget phoenix the hebrew uh definition is Bitter. Oh, that fits. I am bitter. That, that, that fits. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. That I'm checks out. Bitter all over the damn place. <laughs> See, that works out good. And since we have two Shonas in the room, yes. I had to make sure it said bitter and not butter. <laughs> <laughs> so they took they took me to full circle today. How'd that go? Hundred and twelve dollars later. <laughs> oh, good lord! Oh shit! Thank I you for to... keeping our our uh, local businesses. You're welcome. You could have just you know come over and paid my hairdresser bill while you were spending that kind of money <laughs> right you were right around the corner you that's, could just that's not including phoenix's purchase oh so 132 dollars of hard-earned texas money in oklahoma whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> we'll take it <laughs> texas 
Texas can bl- can make it rain on us any day. Well, we'll Shona spent it. what eighty bucks. So, gosh, yeah. look, there's two hundred and ten dollars of harder. So Texas you see, money. Shona Geddon was good for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what that means is that three book girls is good for our economic for tourism. Goal. That's right. We yeah. should get a, a tourism grant. Exactly. <laughs> you need a t- we, we need could. to add ourselves onto the little Oklahoma tourist the tourist website. <laughs> website. Come to Oklahoma and see three book girls. Your your governor is yep. doing a really good job of that right now. Do you know what anyone else think is funny though is that he's Ugh. in the like hey everybody come to Oklahoma we're open ad and then his wife is in the hey everybody stay the fuck out and put a mask on ad and it's not like come to Oklahoma it's safe and open and safe and we're open and it's safe and I was like we're safe in my house right I'm thinking and you've been vaccinated I'm thinking you guys have like the highest increase of COVID we're not the highest California still has this no no, no. Percentage, we're top three. percentage wise, maybe. Percentage I think percentage wise, they percentage have a speed. Percentage wise. Yeah. Adding more Baileys to my hot chocolate. Oh, God. That's like, would you like some hot chocolate I with think that drunk, Baileys? Drunk Shona is about to join the party. <laughs> the second podcast. Actually, that's not Baileys. It's going to be Drunk Shona in the corner. That's not Baileys. <laughs> that's Carolyn. We talk uh, the original Shona into being on the next show. Then Drunk Shona will have to sit in the corner, and that'll be interesting. I need my voice double to be on because whenever I listen back, to the podcast and you're on it i have a hard time telling my voice from your voice i feel that way when i hear keith i feel like that when i hear keith isn't that funny like when i listen to keith i'm like i wasn't on last week and i'm like oh that's keith yeah i'm listening i'm like i didn't read that book oh that's shona (laughs) whoops yeah it weirds me out like when i the first start if i'm not on that week and keith's on and i'll hit play and like i'll sometimes hear her voice first and i'll be like Wait, did I record in, like, space out? <laughs> did I record in space? <laughs> did I record simultaneously at a Hanson concert? How did that happen? How drunk was I? <laughs> right? how, can, how can you not hear the music in the background? You have to be pretty drunk. I don't understand the concept of being so drunk at a show you don't remember it. Like, if I'm going to pay money to be at a concert, I would like to remember every moment of that concert. Because especially some Hanson fans. Get a little. Oh, don't start on your bitter Hanson stand. No, 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 I'm just saying. How like, long? How long? We should have timed it. How long? I know. Does it take for her to mention Hanson? It's already twice this podcast now. <laughs> okay. 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 Twice. Whatever. Twice. No Hanson. But any- finish it. Talk about what you got. Oh, yes. Oh, Martha. She has to. Have... It'll come in anyway. Just let her get it out I of the did. way. I did. I got I Zach's found drumsticks. Drum... Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Yes, yeah. I got a set of drumsticks at the last set of shows. That's and so cool. I uh, maybe cried in the middle of Kane's ballroom she in Tulsa. Did I did. She cried. There, um, if my my friend Danielle was being yelled at to take pictures, and she was so distracted by whatever else was happening that there are no actual pictures of me crying with my drumsticks. But cool. what's on the back of your? Hold your phone up. That's what I thought it said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm so a cult she, member. I cult wanna... member. Three book girls tribe. You guys is a cult, and I am a cult member. Fully a cult member all over. My... You're you're the you're you're our version of Megan. That's right. And we're Hanson. <laughs> it's true it's true i don't have any drumsticks to give you or you can get a three book girls tribe sticker on Redbubble for three dollars even cheaper yeah yeah. do you have kalua yes and irish cream do you have amaretto i'm gonna make an orgasm uh god damn it yeah uh it would be on the left bottom in the back if we have any (sighs) 
because I love my orgasms. Oh my god! I Am mean, I who doesn't this? like their orgasms? <laughs> I almost spit hot chocolate out my nose. <laughs> Listen, I've been making mine at home for fifteen plus years. I've been making mine at home. <laughs> What is that with your battery-operated boyfriend? <laughs> oh, no. I had to get rid of that. It was bad for the environment. Mine charges now. I have, I have one of those, too. Yes, it goes in and it yeah, charges. Yeah, we got a Met Hustler. And that's, yes. that's pretty Do you know how frustrated it is when you're, like, in bed and you're like, I can't sleep. What can what? I do? Wow. And then, like, you're out of batteries and you're like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> then you have to get dressed, go to Walmart at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And you just check out with batteries, so they're like, yep. well, they're like, we know what you're doing at 2 a.m. Yeah, but see, they have a, they have the self checkouts now. So it's okay. So there's no embarrassment needed. Did you find it? People, people. She has amaretto. She has Kahlua. She has Irish cream. And I, I brought half and half. That means I can make an orgasm. I told you that I had a full bar. So excited. Did you not believe me? The reason there's the boozy hot chocolate is because when Rachel was here last, we stopped and bought Carolyn's. It's delicious. It is good. Yeah. It's better than Bailey's, it and it's better. way cheaper. It is. It's like half That's the, the price. The ghetto version of Bailey's. No, but it's better. It doesn't have. The, it doesn't overpower the hot chocolate as much as I'm the. Sorry, Bailey's I'm a does. Bailey's girl. I do Bailey's and coffee. I do Bailey's, Bailey's and coffee. Mm. I like Bailey's and, and soda. Have you ever had Bailey's and soda? No, but it sounds good. <gasps> It's like I think Martha like, just made her own air. orgasm. Oh, did you see me? Did you see my one eye roll back? That that's, was like the exotic you know eye. That's a that, real yeah. that orgasm. Was, that was the ecstasy eye roll. Eye. That was her O face. <laughs> yeah, I feel too close to you right now, Martha. <laughs> I, I think I need to go change. <laughs> <laughs> Might be making some squishy noises. He likes stirring some mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with you. <laughs> Megan's head turns her whole head, her whole face turns red. Well, and I just remembered I went to like wipe my face. And I was like, oh, I have makeup on because we're doing pictures later. So I'm like, I can't smear my mascara all over my face. And and don't touch yourself, know, right? Right, because now you got moth wings on your fingers. <laughs> don't touch yourself. Don't touch yourself. And we're when back. When I think not? about books, I touch myself. You know that when that song came out on the radio, we didn't get to play it because it was too suggestive. I used really? to sing it just to radio bug my station. grandma. Yep. And so, now they play WAP. What was yeah. What was that Wap. song Prince sang? No, it's Nikki? WAP. It's WAP. Oh, what was it's it? It's pronounced WAP. He's talking Phoenix about is orgasm. In Thank and, you. An elevator. It was a Prince song way back when. <laughs> Forgot what album it was on. Loving an elevator is Aerosmith, baby. No, it wasn't that. It was Prince, and it was was it Nikki? Or? Oh, darling Nikki. Yes. So that one. So I got in the truck with my dad. He was driving me somewhere, and I had the Prince the Prince cassette <laughs> in it. <laughs> And I pressed play, and that was the song that was on at that moment. And like talking about Nikki ma- masturbating yes, in the magazine. Yes, that one. It was awesome, you guys. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He didn't know what to do. Say he didn't acknowledge it. Alexa, he didn't look at me. Play "Darling Nikki." Here's "Darling Nikki" from your library on Amazon Music. It's in Martha's library, you guys. Well, of course. Why would it not be? 
Well, you know, Little Red Corvette, I never knew that that song was as dirty as it is. She's got a pocket full of Trojans, half of them used. Well, he's talking about condoms. But why are they used and in her pocket? That's yeah, my real question. Why is she keeping them? <laughs> Listen, throw them out in the apartment I mean, maybe, complex driveway maybe, maybe like everybody else. Maybe it's supposed to be like the rappers. Maybe it's supposed to be like the Listen, rappers are you know like in what? her pocket. I was just thankful that my son was using condoms. <laughs> Thank you for using condoms. Thank you for listening to your mother and wrapping it before you tap it. <laughs> <laughs> Always wear a slicker if you're going out in the rain. <laughs> wear a slicker before you liquor. Oh! <laughs> you did not just go there. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. one of those dirty thoughts that go through my mind all the time that I don't say out loud. That's why Often. we have this podcast. So we <laughs> say all of the things out loud. Mind you, she's not drinking anything. <laughs> oh, she's that was, way, that was way straight Bonnie, no drinks. filter, without alcohol. Oh, my God. She's so filthy when she drinks. I'm going to go I home keep trying and tell to... my son that. He's going to die. I can't wait. You got to video it. I can't. I can't wait until the day she just says, fuck it, and 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 decides to get drunk and stay the night because she won't stay the night. I think she secretly is afraid to stay, stay the night. Stay the night. Because she thinks maybe, you know, she'll be well, too you, attracted you to You do have the pineapples and the gnomes and yeah, all the signs that indicate that yeah. you're swingers. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't, you know, some yeah. people are scared of that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'd, I'd be afraid of me a little, too. <laughs> okay, I am afraid of me. No, seriously, though. She's a fun drunk. Maybe I'm just afraid I'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll have to change my dating profile. Ah, <laughs> that's just a it lot of commitment. You have to change teams. You have, you have to just... toggle shit on Bumble to decide which side you want to be on on Bumble. Yeah. She has to, it's just a lot of work. That is a lot of work. And then you'd have to get. Hello, we're here celebrating my 50th birthday. 50. Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> How did she forget my birthday and how Dude, old I she's was? She's not on the call every you time. Don't, you don't but, have your sash on. But but my I mean the private the private <laughs> chat was all about my I know you're right. You're right. I should have remembered. I'm oh, sorry. do you know how many days it is to my next birthday? You know what? This no. 350. 2021 has already seemed like it's lasted three years. Okay, <laughs> and it's only true. the 15th, 16th. We would like to return our free trial subscription now. We would. Mm-hmm. We would. With a full money back guarantee, please. Yep. Actually, I think we deserve uh, double, double an back. extra bonus certificate for putting up with this fucking bullshit. I want some free hot wings or something. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the hot wings. Can I get free boozy hot chocolate for the rest of 2021? I, I think that's the only way we're going to get through it. I think it might be. And 2020 is now legal. She's 20, She's 21, so it's fine. Yep. So you're not going to get statutory rape charges? No, what? That, those ended 18. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I was like, hey. I got that. But hey, well, hey we're going to make it through. We had our emergency Zoom call on the Wednesday. 6th. Yeah. Was it, it the was 6th? Like, it yep, was awesome. It was on the 6th. Yep. And I drank like five bottles whiskeys. of whiskeys. 
Many, many I, bottles. Yep. We met our new, our Aussie friend that we never get to see on Friday. Yep. Which was cool. It was cool. I want to say her name is Kelly. Yeah, I think it was Kelly. It seems very correct. She's from Sydney, but she lives but in there Brisbane. there were two other girls we had three new girls had, this Friday, didn't we? Friday we before did. last. God, I can't. I'm I've terrible with names, notes. girls. I got the notes from that, so I can tell you. Kim Harrison. Hi, Kim. We had the girl. Monica D. She wasn't new. No, Monica's not new. No, Monica's not new. Uh, Carolina, Amy, Laura. 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 There's one of them. Amy? Monica, Monica C. Amy. That's right, Amy. Yep. I just love the fact that we have so many people that we can talk with about books. <laughs> this is only problems book people have. Like when we shared that we were going to a little cabin in the woods, me and Shona and Brittany, like Keith was like, you know what happens to a group of women who go stay in the woods by themselves? Like mm-hmm. Ruth Ware in a dark, dark wood. Yeah. You know. We've heard all the scenarios. We know what's going to happen. They're going to read books. That's, That's right. right. And drink. And read more books. <laughs> and someone's going to die. Nobody's Whoa, dying. Oh, oh, oh. Can I please be interviewed by Investigation ID, though? It's like a bucket list. <laughs> so show so how did you know the victim, Megan? She lit up the room. She was so <laughs> energetic. She made me my very first orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> So no one, we must die. <laughs> no one would have. No one saw it coming. She just had. Such, they had such a bright energy. I mean, it, things like that don't happen here. Because of her, I had to change my dating profile. <laughs> she got it all in one fell swoop. Yeah. Oh, Maybe I, you could just disappear for a while. Yeah. That would be an investigation ID. Yeah. Okay, Brittany. It could be. It could be an I survive story. She's so fierce and lights up the room. Still, see the way she closes her eyes when she does that. She's practicing for the fucking camera. <laughs> She's like, I need an Emmy. Body Make sure and have a glass of water, water. Yeah. for the fake tears. <laughs> oh, man. Either that or just accidentally poke yourself in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Your oh, no, 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 no. Like the onion. The onion in the oh, towel the onion trick. onion in the towel trick. <laughs> or cut some jalapenos before you're yes. interviewed, and then you can just do this, and I'm that dying. would tear you up. <laughs> I had Bailey's in my mouth and, you know, was about ready to just spew. Spew. <laughs> So of. you're saying you're a spitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to get around to that question anyway. Uh, my daughter's in the swallow. room. I can't. I can't. <laughs> She's going to need therapy. Do not act like you have never talked about blowjobs around me before. <laughs> Are you talking about real ones or the drink? <laughs> <laughs> How about them books, Bonnie? What do we have on books? You it's wanna... good to have an open yeah, relationship. It is. It is. Yeah. Yes. 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 Until she comes and starts talking to you about blowjobs, then it's a little difficult. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> now, mom, wait, when you're when you're at the home, um, we have rules about where you can give a blowjob. The hallway is not appropriate. <laughs> not the stairwell when you're expecting company. That's bad. <laughs> Only in your room with the door shut, mom. <laughs> bathroom has a lock it's appropriate it's good <laughs> that's when she's not on the have kitchen island with you about blowjobs at this point <laughs> down the line <clears throat> all right bonnie what'd you read save us <laughs> i suppose we should get out of this quagmire somehow well nothing about blowjobs that's for sure wait can i pee before we start yes yeah. thank god
<laughs> All that talk oh, about blowjobs made her a little squishy. I guess. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Better swallow. <laughs> <laughs> and then she always goes right to him. Bonnie, what'd you read? <laughs> save us, save us. It's only about blowjobs. <coughs> Either she's really into them <laughs> and doesn't want to give herself away. Do you hear us talking about you, Megan? With her eagerness about blowjobs. Maybe she's a blowjob queen and she just doesn't want somebody to take her reputation. Oh, that's what it is. She's got a technique. Or her blowjob partner is somebody who cannot be revealed. (gasps) Oh. On an open forum. Maybe it's supply closet blowjob. (gasps) Oh, stairwell. Hospital stairwell. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't know anything about this stairwell, but the supply closet I know about. Ooh, supply closet blowjob. Have you ever seen a supply closet? That's nasty shit. Depends on what kind. It could have office supplies in the supply closet. Or books. Well, I mean, if they're just boxes. Oh, God. Depends on what kind of an office you know. Your, your workplace. Worst- she works right next to the morgue, so I don't know. It's true. You'd have to be super kinky to get in there. Morgue I'm just saying, maybe that's why she doesn't want to talk about <laughs> no, it. No, I run away from the morgue. When they come, when, when the medical crew comes through, I'm like, I got to go anywhere else other than this hallway <laughs> oh, right now. Oh, I'd be like dying. To- <laughs> oh! <laughs> if the boxes are rocking, don't come knocking. <laughs> Funny. Okay, Bonnie, give us a segue. From blowjob to uh, World War II airplane, not airplane, submarine, no airplane, something, 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 something. Lost love, something, something. something. I read the true story of Hansel and Gretel by Louise Murphy this week. So you know how I like the play on any kind of fairy tale or any like nursery rhyme, just because it's kind of it's fun to see it in a different light. This is during the last months of the Nazi occupation of Poland. And there's a family who has two children. And uh, they're basically trying to hide and run from the Germans. Because they did live in the ghetto. Or is that what they called it? Mm-hmm. The ghetto. Yeah, the Nazi okay. ghetto, yeah. They lived in the ghetto, um, but they were, you know breaking up the ghetto and sending everybody to concentration camps. So the mom and the dad left with their kids and went down this road that was in the middle of the woods with the Germans not very far behind them. And they wanted to try to save their children. So they let their children out on the side of the road and told them to go into the woods And that if anyone asked what their names are, their names were Hansel and Gretel because they could not have Jewish names, if anyone asks. And they, you know, with strict instructions, you know, 
try to stay away from everybody, stay hidden, see if you can find a farmer or somebody who can keep you until we can come find you again. So that's basically basically the premise of this story. And they come across an older lady who has a lot of gypsy ways. So she's not exactly the Nazi's favorite person in the world, but she's not a true gypsy, so she, you know, doesn't get sent to any kind of concentration camps. And um, she always leaves loaves of bread on sticks out for the birds to eat so that's where you get the house made of it except it wasn't like gingerbread or anything it was like real bread that they find and they start eating the old lady finds them and kind of takes care of them and in her house because she she got it from a baker who had gone out of business a very large stove that's actually too large for the house that she lives in so then you get the stove so and um this is not a kid's story so i would not recommend this for kids you don't want to read this to your child at bedtime no good to know no it's it's nonfiction. i mean it's fiction it's fiction it's historical fiction but some of the details are graphic you know some of the things that happen um so somebody actually gets into the I want to read this book so bad now. Well, actually, in one part of the book, the children get into the oven to hide from the Nazis. (gasps) Oh, that's really... But the oven's not on at the time. Goosebumps all over my whole body. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of parallels between the fairy tale Ah. throughout the story. I don't want to give too much of it away because the parallels go throughout the whole story. Wow. You know, so there's elements that's... In the, you know that is really kind of cool yeah it yeah the way that they wrote it was really cool and it was a good take on making the fairy tale real hmm. and how after the telling of a story for so many years how it could be com- you know condensed down to this fairy tale that people tell their children hmm. and yeah so like it was it? did you like it I did. I did like it. It was very well written. Um, cringeworthy at times. I mean. Oof. I can imagine. My, my imagination is I know. going there. Yeah. yeah. My brain's already like, okay, what else happened in the fairy Ugh. tale? To like, yeah. There's, well, I mean, not necessarily parts of the fairy tale that happened during the book, but I mean, we are talking about Nazi occupied occupied poland right during so world war not ii a, not a happy place and no. i mean people are monsters and you know the mom and dad like um join this revolution group of poland's who live in the woods and are fighting the nazis you know like ambushing not mm-hmm. small convoys of nazis who go up and down the road in this forest and yeah it was it was very well written. It was good. Like I said, there's parts of it that's cringeworthy. That's parts of it that just turned my stomach, mm. which is a lot to say considering. I was going to say, so I don't much. think, you know, as many books as you've talked about over the years, I don't think I've ever heard you say that particular phrase. Yeah. There's one must, part in particular that must I'm be pretty of bad. 
Yeah, well, yeah, considering you read so much historical fiction, like you read the worst of humanity, and this one is the one that, like, yeah, the only one that I jumpy. can think of that made me my stomach turn, like this one, was Silka's Journey, and that one was pretty fucking messed up. I still need to read that one. It's on my I'm shelf. Not. It's really interesting. Like I said, it's an interesting take on the fairy tale. It's a good story about the revolutionaries in Poland who kind of, you know, ambushed different German convoys at mm-hmm. in the Black Forest because this is where this takes place. So, you know, this is a deep forest that not a whole lot of people have ever been in mm. and Poland. Yeah. Yikes. It does sound really interesting though. Yeah, it was it was really good. I I can't say too much of it without giving away too much of the plot. That was called Hansel and Gretel by Louise Murphy. And I think if you are a historical fiction fan and you like World War II no- stories, this is a very intriguing, interesting, well-written novel. One of the things I did like about it is that it doesn't... I've, I've read so many that take place in concentration camps. And while all of those were really good, I like that this one did not. Cool. A little change of scenery. Yeah. 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 The cover is kind of spooky. It is. It's not my I mean, favorite cover, but it's still you, spooky. It's somebody walking away, which is, you know, Oh, classic. that's a different cover then. This one has like two kids walking down like a path. Yeah, but it's their backs, right? Isn't no. it uh-uh. their backs? Mm-mm. No, it's their fronts. Oh, I guess it is. Okay, I'm sorry. For but once. For once. It's not a person walking away. But yeah, and they even did like the breadcrumbs because really? when they first dropped them off in the woods, they wanted to make sure that they could find their mom and dad again, or at least the little boy does. Because, I mean, the little boy is only like maybe six or seven. He's pretty young. And he has a stale piece of bread that he was saving for later to eat. Ugh. And he actually uses the bread as breadcrumbs to leave a trail so that they can find where their mom and dad is later. Oh, which of course doesn't work. No, because the birds are going to come along and eat it anyway. Because the birds don't care if it's stale. But that's right. I mean, they're little kids at the yeah. time. It made sense, mm-hmm. you know, because I think she's like eleven and he's like seven somewhere yeah. rather. So yeah, hmm. I'm done. Whenever you're ready, you're whenever you want to jump in. You're up. Oh, I'm number we go, two. We go in order. I did we go not around know that. We go around the black. Okay, so I'm going to review a memoir biography part true crime book called Memorial Drive by Natasha Trethaway. And Natasha Trethaway, she won the Pulitzer Prize in 2007, but she was also the U.S. Poet Laureate from 2012 to 2014. That's what she's most known for. And this book was so good. It was on all the best of lists at the end of last year. And I was hesitant because a lot of times I read those reward books and they're not nearly as good as they're hyped up to be or I don't enjoy them as much. Mm. Yeah, sometimes the hype can throw you off a little bit because then the expectation is, oh my gosh, this is such a fabulous book. And then you go, eh. This book meant, I mean, it just clicked all the boxes. So... Her parents were a biracial couple in the 1960s, and they were married before it was legal for blacks and white to marry. Mm. So before the Oliver Loving decision, which was 1967. Her dad was Canadian. He was actually in the Canadian Naval Force, and her mom was um, from the South. And the book was beautiful in the way that it was even structured. Like, the first part of the book is 
kind of tells the story of her parents and, and that struggle of living in the South, being a biracial couple. And um, they lived with her, her mom's family down in that area. And it's very happy. Mm. Her childhood is a very happy childhood. Mm. It just seems like, and she doesn't dwell on it. It's just background. And it seems like her parents just not could not withstand the pressure and scrutiny of, of being a biracial couple in the South when it was still so taboo and not really accepted. Mm. And they divorced, and but they remained friends. I mean, they remained, I wouldn't say close, but they remained friends, you know, on a friendly basis. And Gwen, that's her mom's name, um, packed up Natasha and they moved to Atlanta. And her mom was educated. She got a social work degree. She worked as a social worker in Atlanta, but she met a man there, Joel. He's a scumbag. I mean, for lack of a better term, just a shitty human being. And she she marries him. She ends up pregnant, of uh, marries him. And he's got, it's clear that he's got some control issues, mental issues. She suffers years of physical abuse, mental abuse. The whole nine yards. Um, he does not like Natasha. He never uh, physically abused her, but there definitely was intimidation, um, mental, you know, emotional manipulation, type of manipulation, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mom does make a clean break, and uh, it seems like a clean break, but um, um, really to no avail. When she was nineteen, Natasha was nineteen at college. And he forces his way into her mom's apartment. And when her, his son was there and shot her point blank. <gasps> and so this whole memoir and story is she's there was a lot of guilt. She had a lot of guilt. You can see her wrestling with that guilt. The whole story in the memoir is her wrestling with her memories, trying to reclaim some of her memories, the guilt. Um, and. The last part, the la- it's like three parts, and the last part of the, the book is mostly made up of, it had been 20 years since her mom was killed, and she runs into, he was either the district attorney or something of the area, um, and, or a cop or a detective that was on the case, and, you know, mentions to her, hey, you know, the case is 20 years old, we're getting ready to throw away all the records but if you want them you can have them and she grabs all the records the case records of her um everything i mean they had pulled up stuff you know the whole that she didn't even know about and so the last part of the book is um excerpts of the transcripts from the investigation they had tapped her phone to kind of catch them as a matter of fact the night she was killed the night before she was killed there was a big long conversation and he basically tells her I'm going to kill you. And her, the security detail that was supposed to be there watching her, they left in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, The last line of the book is one of the most powerful lines. I'm not going to say it. It's just one of the most powerful lines I have ever read in a book. It was so, it just was good. And it was heartbreaking and it was emotional it wrecked me on every level it was just such it was worth the hype it's one of those rare rare 
hmm. books that were totally worth the hype. Hmm. And I and like I said, I think because it was a memoir biography and I love true crime. So I think because it had all those aspects of it, it just clicked. T- ticked all the boxes. Clicked all the boxes. It was really good. There's a few that make the list that click the boxes for me. Goldfinch definitely did. Yep. And I know that I'm stand alone a little bit with this, but I loved Where the Crawdads Sing. I think that was a great story. I, never I know read a lot it. Of people, I'm with Alyssa on this one. <laughs> I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I did. I loved it. No, a lot of people did like it. We were just the odd man out that yeah. didn't like it. So, well, it's good to have you, you know. You were with the majority on that, I think. What? Oh, that liked, you liked it. That liked well, it. Well, not on the podcast. I'm not with the majority. Well, with that, I, never, I, never I never read, read it. it. <laughs> so, but I know Alyssa was pretty adamant that she hated it. I yeah. hated it yeah. for the did same you reason read it, she Shona? did. So see, I liked the other it. Shona liked it. Yeah, me and Shona have have a lot of the same reading taste, though. Mm-hmm. So Shona and Shona—that's right. I don't Shona. mind being Shona in the minority of liking <laughs> Two Shonas. that. We have the best names in the world. That's why me and Shona are like BFFs now. Title yeah. and artist: Memorial Drive by Natasha Trethaway. Awesome, awesome. Now awesome. you can go back to calling me that pumpkin butt, my zucchini of love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what ha- that's what you use when you when you don't have any batteries. Are we back to sentient vegetables? Yeah. How do we get to sentient vegetables? There was consent. It was unspoken. <laughs> I mean, the zucchini didn't say no. Oh God! I think we're gonna regret the day we ever learned about sentient vegetables. Oh. Um, so, I am going to review. We Hunt the Flame by Hufsu Faisal. And I had mixed feelings about this book. When I first started it, uh, I was really just kind of annoyed. And then I realized it's because I don't have a lot of experience reading books set in like Middle Eastern countries. So they were using a lot of words that I kept having to stop and Google. Because you're not familiar with, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about all the different types of swords and these different things. And, oh. and I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, the curvy swords. Yes. And the, yeah. And so <laughs> different one, weapons, different weapons, different like phrases and things. So it at first I was like, I just have to read it because I needed it for a reading challenge. And it, but then I actually really did like, by the time I got to the end, I was like, but about halfway through, I was like, okay, yeah, now I'm invested now. Like, yeah, now I need yeah. to know what's happening. I need to order the second book, which is on pre-order. Uh, but what is really fun about this book is that it is set somewhere that I don't read a lot about. And it is... We have two main characters. And the, the first two sentences of the book description is really what caught my attention. It says, people lived because she killed... People died because he lived. Oh. Is it fantasy? It is. It's a little fantasy. Yeah, it's definitely more fantasy. It's definitely not sci-fi. It's fantasy, Mm -hmm. like Middle Eastern fantasy would be a good way to describe it. So we have Zafara, and she's known as the hunter, but she conceals her identity and acts as if she's a male because women in in her society, even in this, this world of, excuse me, even in the world of the book, the women in her society are just objects like they can't do anything they're not supposed to become anything and there is this forest called the ars 
and she can go into this forest and hunt food and things and come out sane where other people go into it and they come out insane or they never come out at all. So there's already something we know that's a little bit different about her and her town survives because she's the hunter because she can go into the forest and hunt. And it's just very interesting kind of hearing her story and no one in the town knows that she's the hunter. Like her close friends know, but everyone else just thinks it's some guy. So that's how people live because she kills. Right. Exactly. Well, and then we have our other guy here uh nasser and he is an assassin wow yes and he is also the son of the i don't want to say i can't remember sultan doesn't sound like the right word sultan it might be but i don't know if that's the word she used basically the sultan slash king character a royal a royal a royal yes is his father and he is, but he's the best assassin. So his father sends him out to seek revenge on whoever he feels has wronged him or whatever. And when people see him, they know like, that's the assassin. He's going to, he's here to kill somebody. Like, let's get out of his way. So it's not us. Mm. And the king is not happy with the hunter because the hunter can go in and out of the forest and the king and people cannot. So there's and that diminishes his power, right? And the the forest is spreading. It's it's. I, I mean, I'm calling it a forest, but it's almost like a, almost like a living being. like a magical yes. fungus. Yeah, it's like a living <laughs> magical fungus forest, and it's just kind of growing as the story goes on, and they end up, she ends up being hunted by the assassin, because the king is pissed. That she's out there doing her thing, but he thinks it's a he, he, because she's in disguise all the time. So she goes out because she's trying to find these artifacts to try to stop the R's from growing. And the king is trying to stop her from keeping the thing from growing Mm -hmm. because he's trying to use it to take over parts of the kingdom and stuff. It's... I'm not explaining it very well, but <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a crossover between Black Panther and Doctor Who. The growing forest, the assassin who's the son of the king. Because you know Black Panther, his dad was the king before he was killed. True. I never saw Black Panther. So. I haven't watched all of it, but I know enough to know where Well, it his falls. dad was killed in one of the uh, So good. I'm working Everybody my keeps way. telling me that, but I just haven't. I'm working my way through the Marvel movies in order as we yeah. speak. The, the dad Marvel was killed fan. in one of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh. So before the Black Panther actually oh, came out. I don't know. Oh, she did use the word Sultan. I was right. Um, so the Sultan wants the artifacts to be more evil with. She wants the artifacts to try to save the world. And of course they collide and there's tension. And, and there's, there's love, right? Um... Oh. Some hate sex. No, it, it stays pretty clean. Um, but there's definitely some sexual tension. It's not, mm. but it's not a typical like YA like, oh my God, I love you. And it. like, it's more okay. built up. All right. Does that make no. sense? <laughs> it's not like, oh, I'm on page 50 and now I'm like, love you forever. And we're going to be together forever. And it's not a partridge, partridge family song. <laughs> no, it's not a partridge family song. Come on, get happy. 
Yes. Which I was thinking that song. What is it? Something, something, I love I you. I think I love you, but I what am I, I so afraid of? Yeah. She was at Texas Book Festival promoting that book. And she, she first of all, she was so interesting to listen to. Yes. And she was just delightful. Yeah, I... I got it in a book box. I don't remember which book box. And I kind of just sat there and it sat there. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to read this because it fit one of the reading prompts that I was doing for a reading thing. And I really enjoyed it. As soon as I finished it, I was like, yep, I'm going to go order the second book. Because <laughs> now I was invested. And there's, a, there's like a thing at the end and you're kind of like, I don't know who's good anymore. I don't know who's bad anymore. So it was really good. I really enjoyed it. So I would highly recommend We Hunt the Flame by Hafsa Faisal. And way to go for expanding your literary Thank you. muscles. You know, there there are books that you start to read where the language is a, just a little bit off of what your normal approach and it's to a, a book hard is. Sometimes. And it takes a little while for you to acclimate to the new language, to the new style. Um Fantasy just, novels and science fiction novels are especially like that. Well, but yeah. there's a whole new, you know, you have to, you have to like dump all of your preconceived notions. You have to dump all of your landmarks and all of your, and all of a sudden you're just right in the middle of something completely unfamiliar and that's hard. Well, and, and you're in a fantasy world set in a country that you're not familiar right, with. Right. Cause like, it's yeah. a fantasy based on a, on a country yeah it's like you read lord of the rings and you're like okay i can picture like a kind of different england right whereas right, yeah. you are like game of thrones okay i'm looking at england but right, when it's right. like oh i have to look at like the middle east somewhere someplace i've never been and don't have a yeah. lot of experience with yeah well like so when i read fun. the kite runner i had right. that problem mm-hmm. because the the culture is so different that it took me a hot minute to kind of get my bearings yep that's exactly what it feels like it feels yep. like just finding finding some familiarity finding something to grasp onto a lot of those japanese novels you know in the in translation too. ones mm-hmm. because their culture is so different you have to be able to like give yourself some time to get familiar with it before you give up completely yeah and, well, and like i think of when we say a sword we know like most of us picture what what we think of when we think of a sword yeah like princess bride yeah like here's a sword and so Uh when i was reading i was like oh it's another version of a sword oh it's a shorter sword oh it's a longer sword oh so it was kind of interesting to i didn't like the fact that i had to google it because it kind of pulled me out of the book but i didn't want to not google it because i wanted to know what she was talking about right so it was it was i'm glad i didn't dnf it i'm glad i was like keep going actually did it yeah persevered i persevered and now i can't wait i think the next book comes out in march it's in the first three months it's in january february or march i just it's pre-ordered so it'll just show up at my door one day and be like i'm here (laughs) awesome yeah it was fun all right ready to get weird always all right every day ready every day ready okay the one that i read this week was called (laughs) the many aspects of mobile home living by martin clark and I'm not sure if I would have loved this book as much as I did if had it not been for the audio. For some reason, the dude who read the audio in this just totally did it for me. But it's like that homey, southern feeling that I've gotten from several different books that I've read. And oddly enough, this one is a debut novel. Usually, if it's a debut novel, I'm, in not, I'm not 
able to find my footing as quickly as I did with this book. But for some reason, I was so comfortable with these characters from the very beginning. Now, so the main character is a judge. You kind of get the idea he's not the best guy. It's kind of semi-asshole-ish at times. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe most times, but he is... Freaking judges, man. I know. He's a super selfish, I guess, kind of guy. Well, it's kind of his story, and he's talking about his wife. He always talks about his wife. He calls her Joe Miller every time he talks about her. Well, he's pissed at her because she didn't want to move with him to wherever he's at now. So she basically would not dump her life and move with him to this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere because there wasn't anything for her to do. There was no job for her to do. Now, this, it's not really about her per se, but she is part of the entire picture. One of the things I liked about this novel is it had so many different layers to it. And the best thing about it was this mystery that was happening. In the very first part of it, the judge is hearing this case and the the sister of the guy who's up for trial asks him, the judge, to come into the bathroom with her because she has to ask him something. So he goes into the bathroom with this woman and she's she's trying to convince him not to charge her brother who's who's been arrested for um driving around with a bunch of cocaine in his trunk sounds like a great idea in a small town right north carolina too i checked that's where it's at north carolina okay so the the judge is standing there listening to this woman and basically the only reason he took this job is because it's a cushy job when he doesn't really have to follow very many rules because it's it's small town right he's got the job because this friend of his you know it's like hey you know do whatever you want it's old boy good old boy type place well she's the woman's trying to convince him that he could he does this kind of thing all the time and it's no different well she cries during their encounter but the tears that she cries are milky white So he ends up preserving these tears and he and the judge and his brother and their friends make a shrine out of these tears and like make wishes on them because they think these tears have magical qualities. I wish you could all see the faces we're giving Martha right (laughs) now. Of course, they usually get really super stoned. But then all this really good stuff starts happening like one of the dudes he wins the lottery and one of the dudes well the judge who hates his ex-wife because she cheated on him um he wishes she was dead and then she dies but it becomes a bit of a murder mystery because the cops don't think she killed herself so I, I need these tears. I need these tears and I need this shrine. 
so it it's it's kind of it's like these quirky the characters are so quirky in this novel and at first I thought god this is meandering you know as we went along I was like this is never really going to go anywhere this is going to be and and I was kind of thinking that about three quarters of the way through thinking yank 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 you know seriously and then it starts to come together well the girl this is another part of the story the girl convinces the judge to help her get this money that she is owed or the safety deposit box um she's she pays him to come along and get this thing back that was stolen from her so there's that part of the caper is kind of like i was thinking of my thinking of thinking to myself that this that's what this is like it's like a caper and then you put on top of that the shrine with the tears and all of these goofy strange quirky little things are going on within the story and it was just fun i can kind of picture making a comedy movie out of this book because it had so many weird little aspects and the characters were hilarious I found it humorous. I don't know if it was supposed to be or not, but it totally was. <clears throat> and the, one, of the, one of the things I wrote in my Goodreads review of it was that it's just such a tough book to categorize. I have no idea where I would put it or how I would recommend it to someone. And I almost didn't review it because I was kind of casting about as to how I would explain this book because there's so many different things going on in it. But the fact that he was able to draw all of that together in the end and make me still end up having liked the book okay, I was kind of impressed, especially since it was a debut. I went and bought it. Really? I just bought it. <laughs> well, I guess I did Shona, my job. Shona's an impulse book buyer. Have you ever noticed? Yes. Like we'll, on the call on Friday, <laughs> someone will mention a book and Shona will be like, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange book, but especially the audio I just really found myself falling in love with all these characters they're so flawed and so you do like a book with flawed I love the flawed characters and I love I love when you can take a story and tie the really frayed and bizarre end end pieces all together into one crazy quilt and that's sort of what this book was to me it was a crazy quilt I did not give it five stars but I still really enjoyed the ride. So that was The Many Aspects of Mobile Home Living by Martin Clark. Does someone in the story actually live in a mobile home? Yeah, his brother does. Okay, I'm just checking. Yeah. Just thought I'd his ask. brother, who's basically a professional stoner. Yeah. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. Okay. And they're always sitting around in his trailer getting stoned and whatnot with him and his weird buddies. <laughs> <laughs> But I just really pictured that comedy movie in my head the whole time I was listening to it because of the way he talked about his ex-wife. God damn, Joe Miller. You know, he just really had that whole Southern, I don't know. Yeah. It was good. I like it. That bitch, Joe Miller. <laughs> kind of like uh, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskins. Yeah. That's kind of how I had that feeling in my God head about damn it. damn Carol Baskin. God damn Carol Baskin. I do love that I saw several people on TikTok this week and last week say, who knew that the only thing we could agree on in a country in 2020 was that K 
Carol Baskins kill her husband. Yeah, that is kind of the only thing we all agreed on. It's the only thing we all agreed on. Yeah. I think maybe that's why she ended up with Dancing with the Stars. Nobody wanted to tell her no. Right? <laughs> I really, I was so glad. Especially when, not her ex-husband. <laughs> I was so glad she got voted off. But I did wonder how long ABC could go with only picking songs with cat themes. Yeah, no, they ran out of cat songs. That's what happened. Yeah, they were like, we really, no one wanted her, but we only had three rights to three songs. So we had to get her through episode three. You know what she makes me think of? Just, I don't know, in my head, like um, the weird cat neighbor from Rules of Engagement that lived above them. I don't think I ever saw that. I never watched Tiger King. That's didn't. That's disgraceful. You should watch it. It's hilarious. Shona Squared did not watch Tiger well, we King. We had to watch it because we're from Oklahoma it's, and Joe Exotic is from here. It's part of the so, required yeah. Oklahoman living. But he's yeah. in jail in Fort Worth. I mean, he's right down well, the street yeah, from we know. us. We know, yeah. but he did run. He ran for governor here, you guys. So y'all were like aware of him. Like, y'all, like oh, he yes. was on your radar <laughs> way before. The he movie. ran for governor of Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well before any of he's these crazy. other things happened. Insane. Yeah, yes. no, he was, even I wasn't even living in Oklahoma and he was on my radar. He's a strange, strange. I never heard of him until this podcast. Well, yeah, I had heard of him yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I normally don't watch shows I, like that. They're usually not my thing, but for some reason. All the murderinos in the Oklahoma murderino Facebook group were like, anyone else watching Tiger King trying to see if they find themselves on their school trip in the footage from the documentary. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> They're like, everybody oh. else like half want to be in it and the other half like, please, Lord, don't let that be the day my school was there. <laughs> well, my husband has gone through the FBI webpage where they're posting all the people from the Capitol insurrection <gasps> to see if he knows any of them. I'm like, see, I did that too, though. I, I looked it I looked it up to see if any, any of my relatives are on there. Two people from like really close to where we lived got arrested. Um, one from Colleyville and the other from Frisco. Yeah, so that's fun. Mm, yeah, looks got some insurrectionists living down the street. Well, oh, I'm sure there's some Oklahomans. I bet my there. some of my neighbors went. You know, because the really funny thing to me is that, and somebody said it so perfectly. Tell me what exactly? How exactly are you being oppressed? I mean, these are guys who have big houses. They live in nice neighborhoods. They have nice families. They have jobs, you know, and yet, and they can afford to fly all the way across the country and participate in this rally. They're angry as hell. How exactly are they being oppressed? Yeah, the two women that lived near us, they flew on a private jet yes. together yes to See, the, the, the capital how exactly yeah. are you being oppressed like what Jeez. jesus well, I, I just don't even really understand why they were quote-unquote po- protesting the election results when they were all certified they had recounts in numerous states because they could and protest something that's real, not something that you made up in your head. But to them, it is real. It's real that Trump lost. But not to them. Listen, there's in- only... I had somebody one time argue with me that, that different people have different truths. No. There is truth and there is false. And the truth is, is that the electoral votes voted against it. It's true that the sky is blue. You can't look at me and said, well, my truth is the sky is purple right now. 
I maybe, mean, it was a really pretty pink this morning. Well, now listen. Maybe if the sun is setting, but <laughs> not listen. right now. If the strangest thing to ever happen to us in our lifetime is that a failed businessman who used to be on a reality TV show became the president of the United States and we had to accept it. And um, incited an insurrection. And we didn't do anything about, we didn't do anything like that when it happened to us. Oh, I'm not. No, now I'm all not. of a sudden when that, person that shouldn't have been in there in the first place loses and then all of a sudden that's not true yeah that's totally fucked up and backwards to i me. mean it is but to them it makes sense you know they think that he is a gift from god who's well, they gonna can save us all well they so. can kiss my shiny metal ass <laughs> <laughs> but you wash jesus's feet that's true I'm just not okay with that whole feet washing thing. I'm out on that, okay? I'm totally there's out. There's no foot fetish going on No, there. no, there's no, no. So, did y'all but, hear about the QAnon shaman who, um, who, uh, who went to jail and then he was on a hunger strike because they wouldn't give him all organic food? That's the, and then, that's the dude. That's and the fact that they caved in and, and then, gave him yeah, organic food. Yeah, the judge like, came in and was like, yeah, you can give him all organic food. That's like, a bunch hell? of fucking bullshit. But he's oppressed. Did you think any, do you think any of the other dudes in jail get organic food? No. I mean, they don't even get the religious requirements that they ask for in jail. Oh, yeah. I am just so done with this. Yeah, the, the face paint guy is the, is the organic food guy. Yeah. Well, he's never going to live that down. I can tell the you that. The shaman diet. He lives in his mom's basement. Yeah. Winner, uh, winner, 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 chicken dinner. <clears throat> organic chicken dinner. <laughs> I'm just saying, beaks and buttholes can be organic, too. For the win! (sighs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's insane. There are so many insane things, and and everybody's looking around this country going, okay, today's the 16th, and this is all supposed to come to a head in a few days. What the hell? The entire... um, Washington, D.C. is surrounded by troops, surrounded by National Guard. This has never happened in any of our lifetimes before. Is this, it feels like we're in a science fiction. fiction. We're in the Hunger Games. It feels like we are in one of the novels that we read. If Handmaid's Tale met the Hunger Games, this is oh yeah, well yeah. not quite yet. But we're all we're getting closer. We're, getting, we're getting there. We're getting closer close. to the Handmaid's Tale yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. Let's just hope that this time next week we don't have to mention any other bullshit happening in our country because I am done. I I want done. I really do want to think. I'm just being optimistic. It's probably unrealistic that they quote unquote proved their point. Right? They proved they could do it. That they could storm the the Capitol. They proved. Okay, you proved you did it. That maybe they'll just sit down and just shut up. I. Don't mm, know I don't that think I so. Agree with you, but I hope that happens. I mean, that's that's my own. That's like just that been my mantra. I <laughs> think only they're happen. emboldened. I think they're emboldened by what they did. They're very proud. That Jen, Jenna Ryan lady in Frisco, she's a realtor. She went on all the talk show circuits. She, she she's got that whole. You know, all of this thing could have been solved. All of these issues, if those guys had gotten more blowjobs. <laughs> Or, or a box I'm, of special brownies. I'm completely That's convinced. What it is. Yeah. California needs to send out care packages to and everybody around 
Washington, D.C. Colorado can help. We can help. We're yeah. legal here. Those well, one just, only for who medical, Who would want to give them a blowjob? Did you see that? No. Ew. No, yeah, I'm talking I about special She's brownies. talking about special brownies now. I'm talking about blowjobs. Because I think that's part of the problem. I think they're just... They the just taste better. Well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Depends on what they're eating. I'm not suggesting we give them blowjobs because they clearly don't deserve them. Listen, that dude that was wearing fur, I bet you there's a little bit of sweaty balls. That there. I think I just threw up in my mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> That's definitely some savory shit. <laughs> oh my God. Savory? Mm, clam chata. What are these? Ch- are these oyster crackers? <laughs> At least you know it'd be organic. <laughs> and that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.